Hey guys, happy holidays to you. Uh, <coughs> Let um, the cold bring. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, if you celebrate that cursed holiday, and uh, I hope that everyone's having a lovely weekend week leading up into the big C. Yeah, that I cannot wait for the big C. Christmas. Aw, Kevin, oh, are you I thought a you big meant C Cyber boy? Monday. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys think I was talking about Cyber Monday? Yes, sir. Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with your Have you guys been seeing all of the the memes and posts and tweets and twitters and X's and threads about uh the black friday deals of like target and stuff of people just pulling out the the prices where it says like black friday deal 499 yeah and they just pull it out and right behind it it says 499 <laughs> oh that's yeah. awesome i yeah, love that this this black friday like I, I mean i guess it's like we can all talk about how much we uh, prefer to or have participated in black friday festivities but for me personally you know, unless I'm like shopping for a big new electronic, like a TV, like I'll have a TV for like fucking six to right. 10 years. Agreed. I don't care about having the latest one. Like I'll buy the nicest one when I'm ready. And then that one will last me 10 years. I don't like care too Hell much yeah. about getting like super top of the line OLED fucking $4,000 televisions. But when it, when, when I need a new one, that's like when black Friday, when I start to like activate, like, when I care about Black Friday. Other than that, every Black Friday, I get really cool movie deals. I get movie oh, deals. Oh, interesting. Because there's good movie deals. Like Criterion stuff? Yeah, Criterions and 4Ks and uh, Steelbooks and all those good things. Mm. And, uh, and you know, uh, Guillermo del Toro and I think Christopher Nolan. Probably were quoted as saying recently that like collectors of movies like physical movies are the new like archivists of like art wow. cinema oh, and wow that, yeah and that we have a response <laughs> you, have, I was just gonna you say. have been knighted <laughs> chief archivist of cinematic joy and wonder dude i would totally <laughs> accept a job at the archive of film <laughs> I'm sure that exists. That totally exists. Yeah, but, uh, and is fully occupied. And uh, but you know, but they were saying that like people now have a responsibility to collect art, uh, film, cinema, because the streaming services ha can pull a movie or a TV yeah. show off well, of streaming at any time. It's happened very quickly, like so fast uh, that movies have become this. Because I would say it took like. 20 30 years where people were starting to be like hip and be like i collect vinyls and like collecting yeah. records like physical records not cds not tapes became something that people were like this is uh this is a hobby this is a collection i'm hip yada 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 that happened to movies so quick right. so yeah. quick because of streaming it's already kind of into that realm however i would say i've heard a lot that physical media collecting isn't just hit, but it's actually becoming the norm again. People are going back into wanting to collect and, and hold on to all their physical media. Collecting and pirating. Piracy is making a huge comeback. Like there was but a piracy time piracy is where online, right? You're not collecting pir a pirated thing. Piracy is online, but there are people who have offline hard drives or, or their with own movies. like home servers that are just filled with movies that can be accessed offline in their own personal homes um i think you know piracy is is like the easiest way to collect a thing and keep it on a hard drive somewhere um you know even though i don't super condone the activity of stealing movies but you know there was a time when it seemed like <clears throat> movies were reasonably priced right and streaming services were reasonably priced and so people kind of abandoned physical media because they were like, well, I could just, it seems like every movie I've ever wanted to watch is either on iTunes or on a combination of 
Amazon Prime and Max and Showtime and all and Netflix and all these apps and stuff. But yeah, they just recently started to like pull shit off. Well, like, for example, <clears throat> a movie like Willow yeah. is a movie that will be forgotten to time for sure. Uh, Joe and I grew up watching that movie and enjoy Willow and are fans of Willow, even though it's cheesy and dumb. But, you know, we love Val Kilmer and uh, Warwick Davis is awesome. And fucking uh, Ron Howard directed it and George Lucas. It's so crazy it. that Ron Howard directed Willow. <laughs> I, know, I know. And it's a bizarre, weird movie, but it's like all like for those of us that were like fantasy nerds, we had to take what we could get like fantasy right. movies were few and far between and now everything is fantasy it feels like uh to some degree so will howard like, have to do with the show at all no did he he didn't okay no. I wonder if I that's why maybe, it failed he might have gotten an executive producer credit or credit. something like that yeah but you know the willow show i watched all the episodes our friend and friend of the show tony revelori was a star uh, a co-star on that show and was a series regular and he played like a really cool character and i thought the show was certainly not geared towards my age it was more geared towards well geared yeah, towards my yeah. age with children yeah <laughs> so i think joe might have been the perfect audience with his family for willow the tv show but did you guys ever watch that no we didn't i never because, watched it um we're very in this household we've become very anti tony revelori and oh <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted some comments and we had to drop him from the valley folk. <laughs> That's so funny. You, I mean, I get it. There's like endless entertainment, there's endless shows, endless movies, and you know, it's hard to decide what to watch with your family or whatever. But if you Joe, if you had sat down with Hayden and even your son, uh Philip, uh, I think you guys would have like probably all three gotten a kick out of it because it was really like it had like really weird needle drops like an offspring song would like pop up in the middle. <laughs> but uh, as soon as Warwick Davis pops in as Willow, you're like, whoa, this is actually kind of cool. And they were doing wizards and magic and shit. And uh, I think that it was just a, a product of an oversaturated young adult content yeah. market. Yeah. And everyone's when Stranger Things happened, everyone jumped on the like, let's make a young adult vampire show. Let's make a young adult um, wizard show. Let's make a young adult werewolf show. And everyone just tried to make a new Stranger Things kind of thing or whatever. Well, but. you know, what's crazy is that it because everything is so saturated. All of these things that you just said back in the 90s would have all been an event and everybody would have been excited oh, to give a it a shot yeah like, percent everything was like we oh were my. hungry for that right and it, everything was spread out you weren't like swimming and drowning in too much content but now the fact that like gosh well, what's a, invincible or gen mm -hmm. 5 or like any of this stuff can come out and you go gen v you go ah I've been yeah. corrected on both sides of those, by the way. I've said Gen V <laughs> and Gen 5. I don't fucking care. I actually, well, like, ask Roman, Nick. Roman numerals went completely over my head in school. So I don't see, like, when I see a Roman numeral, I either see, like, a mashup of things or I see the letter V. V, yeah. Uh, yeah. But the show, the title is referencing the drug that makes you a superhero, which is called yeah. V. And well, so that's it, why yeah. I call Invincible Invincible. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. If you know, if Roman numerals make sense to you, I can get why seeing V is like five, and your brain yeah. gets dumb about it. But, but again, been corrected on both sides, which is weird. But anyways, like back, at, like none of this stuff would have been skipped ever, ever. Will no, Willow no. would have been watched by every, and you would have been person. so excited, and for it would have been a hit dropped. too. You can yeah. just throw shit to the side. My kids aren't excited about anything Nothing. that comes out because there's just too much. And they're just like, maybe I'll sit down and watch it. I can't get them. <laughs> I, I, Willow, they might have liked Willow, but there's no world where I could get like the Venn diagrams of my kids and their interests to actually sit down <clears> and watch it. And the, and the third Venn diagram, fourth Venn diagram being time. Like for them to actually want to sit down. Of course, down it's impossible. Yeah. Because like, before Willow, there's nine other shows that are more important well, and, to get and, to and watch in the zeitgeist. And my son's been poisoned as well. He doesn't care about traditional 
storytelling right now because he's fallen into the YouTube hole and he likes watching like these kids that scream and yell and play Minecraft in Fortnite over and over. Like he'll watch the same videos over and over and over again to the point where I had to put on like a cap. I'm like, no more YouTube today, dude. You yeah. got to take a break and you got to go do some other stuff. Whoa. And, yeah. So it's uh, like when we would watch our VHS tapes and wear them out and and make mm-hmm. our parents annoyed. Steve, you can't. Hey, Simon, you can't watch <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors all day. You can't just the movie can't stop and you restart it. And you can't you can't just eat hours of movies. Of the same <laughs> At least movie. yours was like. Like Joe said, traditional storytelling though. It yeah, wasn't but just like, random. But it was the like it was the like YouTube of its time, you know? Yeah. Like watching movies endlessly or TV shows endlessly. I've wondered that though, is like the traditional storytelling of like a beginning, middle, end, is that like an older, kind of mature thing now? And kids more gravitate to the really quick, just fast paced attention. There okay. So yeah, I I hear I hear you, and I and I I'm on the same page with you, but like the three act like storytelling film structure, I think it's even, or no, books have more acts, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I'm not specifically saying that it has to be a three act structure. I just mean like, there's a story there, whereas like a lot of yeah. YouTube videos are not telling a story. Well, the best movies are telling you a story, and you don't even realize, realize like, it's, yeah, that it's being a constructed thing happening in front of you. The worst stuff is when you can feel the movie change to the second things. act and the third yeah. act, and you're like, whoa. There's so many times <laughs> I'll be watching a movie, and I'll just go, oh. There's rock bottom. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the turning point. Uh-oh. All his friends are mad at him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's about to lose everything. Do you think he's going to need to make some sacrifices? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, the best stuff is where you don't really notice that and you just enjoy it and then you receive a nice story and, and things like that. But you bring up a really interesting point, Kevin, because, like, the generations – because my nephews, I just saw them in Thanksgiving – and they also endlessly watch YouTube videos, like 14 minute long YouTube videos, like right. uh, like about garbage, like Minecraft and fucking Roblox and shit like that. And uh, and I was I get it. I mean, obviously, I was a kid, too, and I fucking ate all the breakfast cereals and watched all the Saturday morning cartoons endlessly and shit. But but the substance, the like content that they're being served right now you're right it's not a storytelling the storytelling aspect of it is not the important part the important part is like the attention like getting their attention and the ways that they do that now are deviating from the traditional media it it, i i agree that it is the attention but but i would also say it's attention meets personality everything's a personality based thing so they're not just watching just random AI, they're still watching somebody that they connect to for A, B, C reasons, right? Now, in defense of current YouTube storytelling via versus traditional storytelling, I will contend it's not the type of storytelling that we like, but the best personalities, even even when I see what Jackson's watching, the best personalities still are telling a story. Like they're they're using Roblox to go from A to D and they're doing a beginning, a middle and an end more than we think. It's just a bunch of screaming and fucking annoyance, which I can't stand. I can't stand the personalities. I think there is an innate human tendency to lean into story beginning, middle and end. But we're also mixed in now with what I would contend is the non-traditional version of digital media and personality, which is things like TikTok. Memification has become a storytelling device in its own right that isn't necessarily a beginning, a middle, and an end, but is more of a commentary on a moment or uh, a pop culture moment or the zeitgeist in general, right? Like right. For sure, yeah. And you're you know, right, Joe. Like These guys that make those like Roblox videos or those Fortnite videos or those things that Jackson watches – those guys that make those understand that there's a format Mm -hmm. and they're following a format behind the scenes and they're fine tuning the personalities and they're making sure that the personalities like fit with like the theme and all of that. Like if they're smart, they're doing all of that. And the kids right now that are watching that, if they are, if they're interested in creating content like that themselves, they'll need to learn that there is a creation process 
and a structure that they need to follow in order to find the success and to gain the attention. Because you're right. I think you're right, Joe. Like, people really want some kind of structure. Like, even even if it's, like, the shortest possible thing, like, there has to be, like, a semblance of a structure. Yeah, like, like today I'm going to build a house in Minecraft. Done. Yeah, right. And then you go yep. and get the supplies, right. you build right. it, and now you have a house. And that's it's the, the same right. reason, like, we were all taught to write thesis papers the same. A good video is the same as a thesis paper. Like, here's your topic, here's your here's mm -hmm. your thesis statement, now here's your paragraph one, two, and three, and your conclusion, right? Like, at the end of the day, all, we I think there's a comfort in human storytelling that probably goes all the way back to fucking cavemen and how they started to tell stories and, and keep, yeah. the, like, the lineage alive and, and yada, 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 that there's pro I think there's probably a sub conscious comfort into leaning into that and that's why even and, and i think it becomes culture based as well right there's western storytelling and then there's eastern storytelling right. mm -hmm. and that's why over the last 20 years as the eastern storytelling has started to come over here we find it so fascinating and i'll sit down and i'll watch as fuck. yeah i'll watch some anime and i'll be like i didn't expect Dude. that that's fucking yeah. insane why are they doing that why yeah. are they doing that? And then well, you and then love there's it. also there's also like an aspect of like melodrama in certain like yeah. <laughs> pieces of like Eastern culture that you're like, what the fuck? Like this is they are really getting in. Like they are like soaking up the melodrama. Did he just but, cry and have flashbacks for seven episodes? Yeah, yeah, dude. And, and then everyone's crying all day. Like everyone's <laughs> crying in the scene, and they're all like, yeah. I mean. But but our shit also has stuff that they'll that people from other countries will watch and be like, what the fuck is that what the shit? Hell? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> but the reason why I brought all that up was because, um, with with Willow specifically, uh, you know that movie Willow is a relic, and even finding like a physical version of of Willow somewhere is hard to do, um. And and so it was already hard to get a copy of Willow or watch Willow the movie anywhere, and uh, and then the Willow TV show was being made for Disney Plus, and then all of a sudden the movie Willow pops up on Disney Plus, right? And you're like, oh shit, Willow's on Disney Plus. That means I could get rid of my Blu-ray or I could get rid of my DVDs or whatever because Willow is on Disney Plus. As long as I have Disney Plus, I'll have Willow. But right. then the Willow TV show comes out and you're like, whoa, got all this Willow stuff. This is great. The show bombs and Willow the show disappears and Willow the movie disappears. So there is no remnant of Willow on Disney Plus at all, even though there was like four straight months of Willow promotion happening right. all over the Disney Plus app. Like you would go to Disney Plus and there'd be like Willow shit all up on the screen and stuff. And it was really cool and awesome, and I thought it was cool, but it's gone. And now, where the fuck can I watch Willow? Nowhere. Unless you have a DVD. Unless but also you have the fucking DVD. A DVD player, which makes me think. Also a DVD player, yeah. And they don't sell that. Like, computers don't come with the CD mm -hmm. thing anymore. No, you have to the buy only... them separately or yeah. something. So, like, that all has to stay also and not be gotten rid of in and order to be able to watch this and no one could have predicted that this is that this is what was going to happen in entertainment although you know everyone was feeling like well the death of physical media is upon us right like dvds blu-rays yeah i remember these all are that. all going to disappear like it, before we know it and even to the point where sony playstation 5 was released with a di with a no disc version, like a oh, no disc drive version. So you can buy a disc version of the PlayStation Five or a digital version that doesn't have a disc player in it, Be which means that the electronics, the big giant electronics corporation Sony, like fucking mega conglomerate, and all of their money and researchers and and employees decided that the tide is certainly turning to the point where physical media will be gone, that we can even give people a video game system knowing that it's okay they don't have a disk drive and they'll still have a good experience with that system. And that's fucking mind-blowing to me. Right. Because now we have a, a now what we're living in is a time where these huge directors are saying it's time to start collecting DVDs again. Yeah, because we're like, they're disappearing. Yeah, and I think that that will last 
until because if you ask anybody like under the age of 20 they're gonna be like yeah it didn't have a disc drive i don't care they won't even think yeah, a second shit. about it yeah so yeah. like until those directors kind of die out i think that that's when it'll actually be the death of physical media yeah I mean, my kids st- my kids yeah. don't care at all they did when they were kids but that was just because of us i think right pushing sure. it on them a little bit but we even right. as a family don't really do physical do anything anymore either uh but my daughter really likes collecting records so at some point it will flip and i'm like, telling you yeah. dude like you know what i saw browsing through like black friday deals for stuff i saw um Ugh. Wow, shit, what was it? It was like bonkers. It wasn't cassette players, because we've seen cassette players are back, right? You've seen cassette players are back? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? It was like, I can't remember. Maybe it was cassette players. But like even the new Beatles song that dropped and came out on record also came out on cassette. (laughs) So it's like even now there are bands that like release something on cassette as kind of like a special limited like like thing like dynamic banter we did a cassette yeah. that was like with like uh from our one of our shows or something and right it's a, it's a show on cassette which is really fun and we thought it was cool because we're like that's a relic of our time when we would like go to the music store and look through the cassette tapes to mm-hmm. find like music that sound that click dude yeah <laughs> and those big giant metal f- or the big giant plastic things that they would stick design into. devices yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'd like shuffle through these giant racks of plastic like looking through but yeah like uh you know so and that media is still being collected so like in my brain i'm thinking you know like i don't know how the media company the streaming conglomerates are going to satisfy the vocal minority of people that are upset when things disappear and they have no control over it. They don't care at the end of the day. I don't think they care either. It's profits, right? Like, because it's got to be infinitely cheaper for them to just stream or sell. Well, get rid of stuff, but like stream something a for free if they want, but B make people buy like Amazon prime. Exactly. You can rent or buy this. It's just a digital file. They don't have to like, there's no production costs yeah. after they make it. If you have CDs and physical me- media, that costs a lot of money and overhead to make. So if they don't have to make it, they're head over heels. I was just looking online at the Willow stuff, Steve. So this is the interesting part of the, co- the conversation that we're not talking about. You can forever get the Willow DVD. You just can uh, use new, whatever. They're still making it. It's everywhere. There's new additions. There's yada, yada, yada. There is no DVD of Willow the series. So that's where it's Oh, yeah, and there never will be. And there never will be. So they really do have control over this thing. Well, that's where the so much money on. Well, when so the the thing that was kind of related to that, Joe, that that we were talking about was the piracy part. Mm -hmm. You could pirate these things that will never be made into a physical format or a digital format or a digital format. And there's a justification at this point now you actually are being an archivist at like because these are pieces of media that will be lost forever like disney do you think disney is ever gonna bring that willow show back yeah dude it's nostalgia's or, a motherfucker yeah the, but, the, but the vault the vault is a great marketing device <laughs> i know i know yeah and i was thinking like you know maybe if knock on wood and pleased from my mouth to dog's ears the bounty hunter of course when Warwick Davis passes, if Warwick Davis passes, maybe (laughs) I know you're barking down on me, baby. Uh, But, but, but like, you know, when Warwick Davis passes that, you know, maybe that's an opportunity for them to bring the Willow movie back to the, one of the most careers, by the way. Yeah. 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 Sure. Oh yeah. The leprechaun (laughs) wicked, the Ewok so much. Uh, uh, Harry but, Potter, Flitwick. Yeah, all, yeah, yeah, he's a. In fact, he plays a few characters in Harry Potter. I think. Yep. Yes, he Probably. does. But uh, but Joe, we're also not considering the like completely ridiculous contracts that all of these like actors had, and have, and you know there might be conflicts to even bring the show back at this point, with all of these contracts that are no longer. You know, these are voided contracts now that the show is gone, mm-hmm. essentially, unless they're like under some sort of NDA or something. But, uh, 
you know, it's not that easy to just bring a show back. And you're right. We've seen them do it for like a cash grab or nostalgia or whatever. But man, I think Willow had one chance to mm -hmm. be in the zeitgeist again. And even the first time it wasn't really in the zeitgeist. It was, it was like, yeah, there, there was buildup because it was Ron Howard and George Lucas and Val Kilmer was going to be in it. It was a big and dude, this is before Lord of the Rings. So we didn't have like big epic fantasy no. wizard shit at all. So that was like a buildup. But when it came out and it sucked, like it lost all of its chances to like maybe have a second chance so the Dude, fact that it even had a second chance is mind-blowing to me i'm racking my brain right now is there anything fantasy between the release of willow and lord of the rings kroll was before i know i was thinking Le of kroll <laughs> Le legend was before yeah i can't think of any big when did willow come out swing. what year like 88 or 89 or something so like 10 12 years without yeah Any man fantasy yeah. stuff it was I, never really part of like there was a dungeons and dragons movie but i think it, it was a super flop I think that was after <laughs> lord of the rings but it might have been after it was, i think it was, uh, it was a flop it was a big one it was a flop there was a massive fantasy drought in the media and the only way to get your fantasy kicks was literally to just like read comic books read a or book. books elf yeah. quest or <laughs> play some video game uh or uh watch movies like labyrinth and legend and and dark crystal yeah. and like endlessly you know yeah the 80s provided us 90s kids with just enough fantasy fodder to get us to lord of the rings <laughs> it's so interesting because it's like you know obviously like a fantasy movie is like as soon as you think of the production of a fantasy movie you're like that's money man and that's money that people weren't willing to throw at a big giant thing and not only that the limitation like the 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 uh, visual effects limitations yeah mm. were a huge uh, deterrent I here think. we go here's here's two that the 90s provided us that we forgot about and then maybe some even like i'll give you some some fringe fantasy we had Dragonheart. Oh yeah, nineteen ninety six, which actually is pretty good. It's a good movie. I like I, it. Is it do you, does it hold up? Have you seen it recently? I think I think it does. It's fun. I don't know. Uh, that, those visual effects might be cringy looking though. At this wow. point, I don't. I don't. When I think of does it hold up, I very rarely think of the the visual effects because that's not fair. Well, uh, okay, sure. Uh, nineteen ninety was the Never Ending Story Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are you gonna throw Waterworld in there? Is Waterworld a fantasy movie? I suppose it's fantasy adventure, but because there's I don't, a fish man in it, that's kind of fantasy. I don't think it fits in the realm of what we consider fantasy. Mm -mm. Um, and then we've got a uh, Page Master. Remember Page Master? Oh yeah, yeah, with the books, the little cartoon books, and like uh, yep. Macaulay Culkin. Yes, sir. Guys. So remember we were talking about this AI companion thing before we started <laughs> yes. the show? Yeah. Okay, I for decided... those of us listening, Zoom, <laughs> we use Zoom to talk to each other here to shoot the podcast, record the podcast. And uh, there's a feature called AI companion that we were like, We didn't know really what that? it did. Yeah. we had So Kevin I decided, like, it. I opened up the thing and I was like, okay, if it's like chat GPT, I'll just ask it a question and it'll tell me. It said, I said, what fantasy movies came out between 1988 and 2001? And it's saying, based on the meeting transcript, the participants discussed fantasy movies and the lack of fantasy content during a certain period. However, oh. they did not specifically mention any fantasy <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. Wait, Turn I off. have... What, what did we talk about that this could hold know on, that we... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold wait, on. Wait, we forgot wait, about... Wait, about dog. <laughs> <laughs> 1991. <laughs> Hook. Oh, Hook. Oh, come sure. on. Oh, dude. Owen told me something super nerdy awesome about Hook yesterday. And and when I went to go see Dream Scenario, which we can talk about later if you'd oh, like. Yeah. That's the new Nicolas Cage A24 film. Is that the one where uh, everybody's dreaming about him? Yes. Yeah. yeah that I looked saw great. It last night. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it later. But Owen told me, speaking of Hook, so I don't know if you guys know this. Hook is a very beloved film starring Robin Williams. It's also a very hated film. It's a divisive one for sure. <laughs> uh, I forgot who here feels what about Hook. We don't need to bring the politics into it, but <laughs> I, I don't love Hook, actually. And, you don't uh, love Hook? No, I don't. And, I, and I've always had a weird feeling 
like I thought the first time I ever saw Hook, I was like, I guess I need to like this because everybody loves it. Oh, and interesting. Ma- and McDonald's had all the Hook toys, and those <laughs> were cool. And there was like everyone's talking about a Hook, and Rob Williams was the shit, and it was great. It was Peter Pan, right? And so when you're a kid, you're like, fuck yeah. But as an adult, I watch it, and I'm like, mm, those Lost Boys are kind of annoying, and Rufio is kind of annoying no he's still really cool <laughs> roof <Rufio! laughs> anyway <Rufio! laughs> so uh so uh so hook's great and we were talking about how i don't know if you guys knew this but hook was going to be a musical i don't know if we've talked about okay. it here or oh. not uh and steven spielberg was really excited to be directing his very first musical and it was a huge idea and it was originally going to star michael jackson as Peter Pan. Holy it was going to be a Steven Spielberg, Michael Jackson musical Peter Pan movie. Uh, all of that fell through, but before it did, there were mu- there was music written for the movie. So there is a musical version of Hook that conceivably exists in the conceptual form. So Whoa. there's demos, maybe there's produced music. Was it on that laptop? It's that just, that guy got stolen or whatever, the Michael Jackson Dude, shit. Dude, that's so funny. I, I wonder if that person was just lying. That person went to like Yeah, we music, never heard anything about it. It was like this guy went to a music convention and like proposed that he found Michael Jackson's computer or something. And yeah. Had like, and he had like endless Michael Jackson songs that had never been heard and all the stems to all the songs. Yeah. And he was going to share it with the world, and then it disappeared. That guy got killed. Yeah, that guy's dead. He disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, so there is one piece of music from the musical version of Hook that made it into the movie. And if you guys remember the movie, there's a scene where the little girl, the daughter of Peter, is in Neverland, and she sings this, like, little song for, like, a second. She's like, when you're so that was like a piece of the musical that made it into the movie so that was the only thing we had from the musical version of hook ever until now in a few weeks owen said in a few weeks there is a release coming out for for hook for an anniversary i guess where they're releasing all of the original musical songs that were going to be in the movie. Whoa. And this is like hella m- movie music When did nerd Owen shit? start fucking Steven Spielberg? <laughs> where did he get all this pillow talk? <laughs> I know, right? But Owen's just always cared about music and like movies. He's a big dumb music movie nerd. Uh, but he was telling me that last night. I found that really fascinating. Damn. That we get to, we're going to get to hear that music now. So, so I just asked. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I asked, "What did Steve Zaragoza say about the movie Hook?" And it said, "Steve Zaragoza mentioned that he has a weird feeling about the movie Hook. <laughs> <laughs> he watched it as a kid and thought he needed to like it because everyone else did. Turn but as off. an adult, he finds the Lost Boys Turn in Tokyo kind of annoying. <laughs> disable it. Disable it. Disable Turn it, it off." Like a light, like a light switch. switch. Turn it off. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That's will, bonkers. I, okay, so let's leave it on, and then at the end of the show, we'll ask it a few questions based wait, wait, on wait, all wait, the things wait, we talked. Wait, 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 wait. This is insane that this exists. <laughs> Speaking about movie musicals and us singing. I love that we're, like, glossing over it. Book of Mormon. It's listening to everything we we're keep saying. glossing over it, and it's listening to everything we say. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, this is the same reason I don't have an Alexa in my home. I feel uh, like we're back at SourceFed office, and we have the producers <laughs> behind the camera with their arms folded, making sure we don't say something stupid. Uh, when are we going to get a Book of Mormon movie, Ooh. dude? That was apparently in the works a very long time ago. And I can't remember what specifically, I mean, it was in production and announced as a feature film, uh, but um, Andrew Rannells and... um, Well, they're too old now. Josh Gad are too old. So now they have to deal with the like, well, when we do it, it has to be a new it has to be young cast, and we don't know who the hell that would be because it, those guys were perfect. It can only be made by our, our boys Matt and Trey, though. I don't yeah, want it. I, know, I don't yeah. want it unless. And also, 
if you listen to the musical, I don't know if they could make it into a movie. I nowadays. mean, I think, well, maybe not now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they got to a point where they were like, so this guy talks about it, he's got maggots in his scrotum, huh? And we got to film that. <laughs> and we got to film yeah. that with a bunch of but like the, 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 the nuanced cultural jokes that would just like fly over everybody's head and they would immediately be angry. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I. It means fuck you, God. No way. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. It's so good, and it is like you could see the movie. You can see it in your head. Yeah. And, and the fact that it doesn't exist is so bizarre, actually. Yeah. But it it really is because I think those those guys were perfect, and now they're too old. So it's like, and I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone are still stuck in that like 19 movie deal with Paramount Plus. Holy really? shit. Yeah, and they've made like six of them now. And so they're like, they're barreling through their contract, I'm sure, just making South Park shit. Mm. Damn. All those little South Park specials that come out are all movies. Under the contract. Oh, yep. that's fascinating. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. All right. I was hoping, like, when they made that deal, they were like, Trey Parker, Matt Stone making, like, 12 movies with Paramount uh, to go exclusively to Paramount+. Plus. I was like, does that mean we're getting, like, Team America 2, which is so crazy, never happened? And we're going to get, like, you know, the Book of Mormon movie as a Paramount Plus exclusive and, like, maybe another South Park movie? Nope. They're just like... Just endless <laughs> long South Park episodes, and it's like, Dude, all right, all they're right, so, they're I'll so take bored. It. They're so bored with having to make movies that they're like, you know what? Let's buy Casa Bonita, <laughs> redo know, it. Let's buy a restaurant it. and then let the money fly in, and then we can just finally <laughs> retire. Dude, it's uh, funny because uh, I think about how like, have you thought about Team America? Like, do you think about it? I watched it again, like probably within the last year. I watch it Whoa. every year on the 4th of July <laughs> because I think That's it's awesome. the perfect 4th of July movie. Yeah, it's like a dude. Michael Bay puppet. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. And it means so much more today with the current like cultural <laughs> dude, bullshit true. going on. That's true. It's insane. Like you watch it and you're like, holy shit. It's like this came alive. A lot of the characters in this movie are your neighbors now. Absolutely. The, yeah, because when did that come out? Early 2000s? Yeah, it was like 2001 or something. Okay. Or I don't know. No, 2003? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Team maybe, maybe I'm trying to think if I was even married then. 2005. 2005. Okay, yeah. all right. I remember yeah. going to Comic-Con and be, going into Hall H before, like, you could just walk right into Hall H those days. <laughs> and uh, there, was a, there was a Paramount panel and they were talking about all these Paramount movies, and then all of a sudden they pull out all this Team America stuff, and I was like, oh, what? Yeah. And then Trey and Matt are on stage, and they introduce like the whole opening of the movie, and I oh, remember that's thinking, awesome. like, I can't believe we're getting this movie. This looks insane. It was like at the height of Trey Parker, Matt Stone Dude, popularity. Dude, I miss conventions that were good. Me too, man. <laughs> Me too. LA Comic Con is kind of neat. You ever been to it's LA Comic-Con? I haven't been to LA Comic-Con. It's, it's actually it, next weekend. It's next weekend. Is it crowded as all hell, though? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I just am like. I can't stand yep. it anymore. You can't fucking walk without feeling like you're getting pushed to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's never going to end. Isn't that interesting? Uh, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's done. <laughs> like, even Disneyland and shit. Isn't that, yep. It's just going to get more crowded. Um, Excuse me. But anyway... Uh, the reason why we haven't, I, I, it makes me sad there isn't more Team America movies. Uh, but the reason why we don't have them is because when they were done making Team America, they were like, we hate, like, we'll never make a movie like this again. <laughs> and they like, they fucking hated making that movie <laughs> because it was like a fucking nightmare making marionette puppets, like do anything and look any kind of way other than really stupid. And You've like, seen uh, it, right, Kevin? Have yeah, you seen but it yeah. was like probably seven, eight years ago. You got to rewatch it. It's yeah. just fucking, it's, dude, that, well, that, that movie and only like maybe two other ones, I've never laughed in a theater harder in my fucking life. <laughs> when, when you hear those songs for the first time, it's, it's fucking amazing. Dude, the, yeah. But you watch it. When you do watch it, I, you can understand how they feel because I'll sit there and watch it as somebody that has never made a movie but has been like movie adjacent for 20 years now. You go, I can't believe 
that they put this on film. Like you see what they're doing. It's all physical. It's all practical. Yeah, it's all practical. Every single moment you're like, this would have been fucking hell. And they were doing South Park at the same time. Jesus. The best thing is like the movie opens because you're like, you know it's marionettes. Like you know you're gonna see a marionette puppet movie. And I love that the movie opens with like a really crude painted like sky background and like the cheesiest little marionette like puppet like <laughs> waltzes in and you're like, oh my God, is this what I'm about to I'm gonna watch two hours of this shit? And then it like zooms out and it's a better puppet like puppeting the like bad <laughs> puppet. And then there's all these like better but like kind of still bad. Still, looking yeah. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> You're not going to see this shitty puppet. You're going to see this kind of better puppet. <laughs> it's just brilliant. The whole fucking movie is brilliant, man. Uh, oh, oh, All right. Well, anyway, oh. uh, are we near and close to the end? When Joe stretches, I feel like that means we're near and close to the we end. We just hit 40. 40? Okay. Oh, that's time. Okay, so uh, uh, unless dream anybody scenario. has... Dream uh, scenario. Oh, dream scenario. Dream scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Did you like it? So, is it okay. recommended? So, do you guys remember that meme of the face? It's kind of like a spooky urban legend, almost like um, like Slender Man. But there's like a face. It's like a drawing of a face. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm going to pull it up right now. Don't look it up. And it's actually like, every time I see it, it kind of creeps me out. Uh, Is it man. the one where it like... Ugh, it's so good. It gives me like a weird feeling. The same feeling I get when I watch Hook. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. God, this fucking... Ugh. I don't like looking at this, but here, I'm going to share it with you guys. Uh, do you guys ever seen this? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which Ellie had to inform me of what this is. So this is like... this is. There's an urban legend. It's been around for a very long time. And the urban legend is, is that people have sh sh have a, had a shared dream where they've seen this face. It looks like Kermit the Frog cosplaying as a human. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like that that ventriloquist dummy from like the seventies, like the sixties mm -hmm. and seventies, with the top hat. All you gotta do is put like a monocle and a top hat on. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, but it creeps me out. But the urban legend is, is that th he's like a dream guy that you like see in your dreams. And, uh, and it's a shared dream that like everyone's had where they've like seen that face or something. And I guess there might be some truth to it, but I think it's more like one of those Mandela effect things right. where, and I don't know if you guys know this about the Mandela effect. Cause I think it's really interesting and I love fun conspiracies like that. But apparently the real thing with the Mandela effect is, is that someone can convince you that something happened or that you've seen something and then you'll just believe it because someone is like, I saw it. And you're like, yeah, I saw it too. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Because you're having like a shared fake memory with someone or yeah. something. You're connecting that. Subconscious so, gaslighting. <laughs> right. So I think that that face, that creepy face, is that. Like, I don't know if anybody's really all shared the experience of seeing that guy's face or whatever. But when this Nicolas Cage movie was coming out, Dream Scenario, I thought it was going to be about that. Oh, interesting. That's what it is. The movie is about yeah. Nicolas Cage showing up in, mm -hmm. like, a bunch of people's dreams. And he's just this, like, not exceptional guy. And it doesn't make sense why he's showing up in people's dreams. It's not like he's a famous celebrity or anything like that. So, uh, but it's not. But they do make mention of it, which I thought was kind of interesting. So oh, at least they cool. they yeah, know that it. it exists. They oh. acknowledge it. They acknowledge it in kind of like an offhanded way. But um, but I loved it. It was fucking hilarious. Damn. It was a little too long, and ultimately, it's kind of a bummer. But I thought it was so fucking funny and interesting and fun. Maybe we should watch it. You should watch it. His career is so fascinating. So fascinating. He's I know. Done, he's such an artist at heart. Like when you actually sit down and watch a Nicolas Cage interview and like get outside of the the memification of Nicolas Cage, the human, like you just go, oh, what is this guy all about? He is such a fucking theater nerd artist yeah, like yeah the, i think that's the why 10th degree and he's yeah, a weirdo too he's like mm -hmm. a big weirdo 
That's yep. why he's been memed to hell, I think, is because he's just fucking weird. He does Dude. things that, like, inspire him as an artist. That's exactly. why he's in so many weird freaking projects. And yeah. uh, the dude's an Oscar winner. He's a fucking Oscar winner. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And he just does whatever he wants, and everybody loves it. They just eat it up. Well, it yeah. went like this. It was like, Nicolas Cage is cool, and he was kind of this, like, indie, and then he was an action star for and a while. And then people were like, you're getting kind of sick of Nicolas Cage. He, and then he went down, and he was this joke, and everybody made fun of him. Bees, bees. And then, like, it's it's come back full circle, and now they it just has. love all the crazy shit that he does. I know. Yeah. Right? He, he's transcended the, like, the jokery, which I yeah. think ends up happening if you're that kind of person, you know? I kind of um, feel Ooh. like Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves are, like, similar kind no. of artists like i think keanu didn't a better... have a dropout like no never that's, the thing. Yeah. that's what i'm saying like that's the, kind of the bigger difference other than uh um nicholas cage is a way better minus actor. minus Absolutely. the drop minus the drop and we're not even talking about that i'm only talking about career and how we take him in and appreciate him now <laughs> just, just thought about this in the moment yeah 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 nicholas cage is our new Christopher Walken. Oh shit! Ooh. Interesting. It's a good take. Hmm. So he murdered someone and got away with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love bringing that up every time someone brings up Christopher Walken. Like, oh, Christopher Walken, what a legend! Wait, was Christopher right. Walken on the boat? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was him and I forgot. I forgot. A all director, the, I always right? Forget the names. Two fame, two, three famous, two famous guys and one famous lady. And they all went out on a boat together. And when they came back, the famous lady was gone. So, and they never found her. And there was no. Well, Matthew Broderick hit her with a car. And no one oh, could. <laughs> no one could could pin a murder on them because they never found a body. Evidence. They... Yeah. <laughs> but That's Christopher Walken totally. Did Christopher Walken have murders. a? Did he have a drop? Was he made fun of? I wasn't no. around. Well, I mean, he. No. Okay. There I don't think. Been, no. I think he was like one of those. Like he had a seven in the seventies. He was totally respected, and then he continually worked through the eighties and the nineties. But then SNL took Christopher Walken to the next level. Yeah. Was it SNL or was it? Because uh, because the cowbell thing obviously like brought him into a whole new generation that didn't know who he was. But did the cowbell thing happen first or the fat boy slim thing? Cowbell and then uh, it was? fat boy slim came in. Okay. Or even if it was vice versa, like it was both of those things happened right at the same like time. Like around the same time. Yeah. yeah. But one it's of hard the, to compare. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but could you imagine Cage like, with... let's say, uh, who's a who's a good whatever. Today's fat boy slim, right? They come out with a music video and then all of a sudden there's a dude flying in it. Of course it would be Nicolas Cage. I 100%. Know. Dude, why wouldn't they? They've got to do that. <laughs> Imagine getting Nicolas Cage to do the like the the Christopher Walk like just do something like Christopher Walken did in that Fat Boy Slim video, and he would, and he kind of like again he's making he's taking all these really fun like side gigs where he he's poking at himself like doing yeah. the, the film noir Spider Man in the Spider Verse like what a cool role yeah did you guys yeah. ever see Mom and Dad mm -hmm. I did the Nick Cage movie Joe you saw it what'd you think oh yeah it's okay. But, like but he's fun. He's fun in it. But it's, is it's that the okay. horror one, or is that yeah? It's no. like him oh, it and is? Selma Blair, and like some some phenomenon happens where it makes parents want to kill their children. It's like oh, The shit. Happening by M Night, but instead yeah. of people dying, they kill their kids. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. and it's like it's like a tongue in cheek, like uh, kind of like a B movie sort of. Like it's not okay. like meant to be taken. It's not like an M Night movie. It's very like midnight like a matinee kind of movie but i remember going to a screening of that and selma blair and nicholas cage were both there cool. and, uh, and when nicholas cage came out like obviously the audience went nuts or whatever but the dude was wearing this like leather jacket and he had like 40 rings on like big giant fucking rings dude like sometimes yeah. like two to a finger and he comes in, he's like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, halt, like acting like an insane, crazy person the whole time. Woo! Going like, woo! <laughs> like kind of randomly and I shit. love that. He's a weirdo, man. It's real fun. It's fun to watch him be a weirdo. 
I finished. Uh, I'm trying to think if that's weirder than uh, the time I saw Thomas Hayden Church uh, uh, introduce a movie at Fantastic Fest without his shoes on, <laughs> and he and he came, and no shoes or socks. He came in barefoot, and he was like all fuck. He was like clearly wasted, and he yeah, was like. He's on <laughs> acting all bizarre <laughs> and when someone else would talk he'd be like doing like all this weird shit <laughs> he, that makes sense for him he's another one that had this like huge moment like Thomas Hayden Church was the everything it was sideways <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. like there was just this moment where like, who is this guy I don't even know who this is uh, who was Thomas he in Hayden Spider-Man Church 3 was he, was, the... he was not in the mist that was uh, uh, oh, oh, oh that's right that's right that's right yeah. uh, What's Spider-Man three? What was What's he in that? Guy's name? Sandman. He was, he was the Sandman. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like he was gonna be the next like <laughs> Nick Cage, and then yeah. like he kind of like I think he did a lot of voice stuff after. Yeah. Um, dude, I finished uh, a couple things that I'm really sad or over. I gotta wait for the fucking ever for the next four episodes of Invincible. That show's amazing. I know they just announced it's gonna take like. Two yeah, years another. for the next half of the season. People to... are so pissed. No away. You didn't hear two about year? that? Two years? I didn't I hear two that. years. Because it like took a year. like, guys, it took five years between season one and season two. It did not. Look it up. That doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, that show came out before the pandemic, season one. I think. No, <laughs> no, maybe it was after. Maybe it was after. Uh, anyways, finished that. Was great. Gen V, Gen Five. Uh, loved it. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's good. Do you wait? Did you just finish that? I finished it like last week. Uh, okay. I'm sad, I'm did sad you that f- it's over. Did you feel like it was good, but it like went, it dipped really into the young adult thing a little too. Oh, we hard. talked about this a little bit. It didn't bother me. But really. it did, right? But it Maybe did a little bit. There was some. There was some emotional connection between teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it definitely went into that too much, uh, but I loved it. It was really fun. A great companion piece to the boys. Hey, Owen, what's up? Owen's calling me. Yay, sorry. Owen! Owen, you're uh, you're on the Valley Cast. <laughs> I did. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Call me later. Bye. <laughs> uh. Finished Taskmaster, which I know you guys don't watch, Damn. but it's amazing. And finished Attack on Titan. Oh, I'm supposed to start that. Wait, oh. I didn't know you had been watching it, dude. Wait, when did you start it? Oh, years ago. What the fuck? <laughs> so yeah. did you just watch this final episode? The final two. I stayed up and watched oh, you... them until three in the morning. That's a good way to do it, though, because the last two, it was kind of hard to have a full year away from the last two. Got to watch them together. But it is, uh, I, I'm sad that it's over. It's, it, was, right? it was quite the journey. So, Joe, I'm, I, so like, you know, Kevin, Kevin's had his head in a lot of that uh, animated trash. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know if I, if I'm like super Dude. trusting of his, like, you got to watch Attack on Titan. What do you mean I've had my head in the animated trash? I That's know the only that you- show I've said. No, no, I know that you're. Li- I know that you live around it. I know that you got cartoon. I know oh, that you've got well, Japanimation all around yeah, you. Ellie, Ellie, yeah. Because are you, of Ellie. Are you an anti-Japanimation? No, after, I'm not. After we were I, gushing over no, Eastern storytelling. No, no, I'm not. What? Hold on. Let me make this clear. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, is that there's so much fucking anime. I agree. Out there. And, like, I can't keep track of all of the ones that are, like, good or not good or really good, but they're, like, 700-episode TV shows. Uh, so when – so I don't know how much of it you've seen and how much of it you've been exposed to because Ellie watches a ton of that stuff. So when you say, like, hey, it's pretty good, I, I'm, I don't know if it's because Dude. you're, like, it's good because of all this other stuff so, is not so great or whatever. Or, so – Ellie has watched Attack on Titan and, like, episodes of other anime. She's not an anime person. She just likes, like, the culture of it. And the little she, characters and stuff? The characters and stuff. But Attack on Titan, like, is the one anime. If you had to watch one anime, I would say that's the one to choose. And there's uh, a lot of episodes, but not a lot of episodes like some of the other shows. Well, but that's why, like, Joe is, like, I feel like... Kevin, do you feel like you and Joe are on the same level of like how like what kind of stuff you watch? 
Like, you well, watch the same I kind would of say, stuff Joe watches? I would also That's say... Because I, I want to know, like, hearing you, Kevin, say that Attack on Titan was, like, up there with some of the greatest TV shows, like even Breaking Bad, I was like, okay, I've never heard that. I know people love the show, but I've never heard people say... Like, it's as good as some of the big heavy hitter dramatic television shows. So I'm curious that now that we have someone else here who has seen the whole thing, like, do you feel like, do you agree with Kevin that it belongs in, like, high dramatic good television charts? I think so. I think, yeah. I think once you get down into the nitty gritty of it, when you go from start to finish, where it it goes... Again, in an Eastern storytelling type of way, will uh, like send you for a loop a lot of times. Yeah. But what brings you into it is the there's always going to be some like over the top dramatic moments and flashbacks and stuff like that because it's anime. And maybe that stretches out the series like five or six episodes too long. But the visuals of this show are so unexpected and weird and put you in like such a dream state. It's fascinating. It's so good. I've never had characters. When you first start watching this show, the Titans, they make you feel so uncomfortable yeah. and, and weird. And then I've then, seen clips of it and it's real bizarre and weird yeah. and, and scary. And then you get wrapped into the storytelling and the characters and it's it's really cool. I really, really, really enjoyed Do it. Do they explain would... the giants and stuff? They explain oh, yeah. them? Yeah, it's all They're explained. like origins and things like that? Well, that's the thing. So I would also argue that it's probably the least anime of anime meaning there's not a lot of like super weird like you know crying with tears bursting down their face (laughs) like there's none of that like garbage yeah 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 it doesn't feel like i don't mind that stuff either though like i you know i i know but this like takes it a little bit more seriously that's cool that and i would say though you have to like pay attention for sure but the journey, like Joe was saying, the journey it takes you on through where it ends up going, you'll never guess. It is, like, mm-hmm. impossible to predict the places and that it goes the to. the fucking action in it is it's so, so cool. Good. Oh, my it's God. It's so, so cool. I just want, the for the record and for the AI companion, Right. I like anime. Okay. I like a lot of anime. I'm a big Cowboy Bebop fan. I watched that show once a year. Maybe not the whole thing, but I'll watch a few episodes. So just for the record, I like, I even like the melodramatic stuff. Okay. Like I, and I like weird Korean melodramatic movies and things like that too. Like, uh, you guys ever seen the host? With that ah. big slime yeah. swamp monster that comes yeah. out of the water. Yeah. There's like so many scenes in that movie where they're just like crying and you're just watching them cry <laughs> and there's nothing else happening and you're like, all right, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I get it. They're sad. I'm excited for you to watch it. I think you, uh, I'm you definitely even, going to. Dude, you could even, you could even, here's a pitch, you could even loop Brett in. Who is a yeah, very dude, Western dude, if you do first person. time show, Whoa, get me first on time that show, show. Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah, dude. Whoa, dude. that's really interesting. People would, I would I, people would tune the fuck in. Man. Yeah, they would. Wow, interesting. That's it's, kind of a good idea. It's really good. Kevin, maybe you could replace Owen. That's what I mean. I would love to join in. Because <laughs> Owen would never do it. I could never convince him to do That's it. That's true. Fuck. He's done. He'll never do another podcast with me again. Uh, he was so, actually calling you just now to tell to you. To say I'm never going to. Now I'm done with our friendship. Uh, you're too positive for me. Uh, oh, okay. So one last thing and then we'll go, right? Are we at the end? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're good. Going, man. We're good. Okay, one last thing. So uh, speaking of the Eastern cultures and things Mm -hmm. that come from the East, I just recently finally picked up a video game series. Hmm. What would it be? What would that is beloved? Final Fantasy. Is it your first Final Fantasy? No, no, not this. Not that popular. I don't think. No, definitely not as popular as Final Fantasy. Wouldn't, Wouldn't be that Chrono be crazy Trigger. if I picked up Final Fantasy? I've never played any. I played Kingdom Hearts and was like really turned yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's uh, so I was looking for it. Maybe this will clue you in a little bit more. I was looking for like a good co-op 
couch okay. co-op, turn your brain off kind of game. And I've got plenty of those, but I'm always on the lookout for more and, and if they're fun, because I love having friends over and playing video games on the couch and just turning our brains off and having a good time. So I was doing some research into that and I discovered, rediscovered a series that I've always wanted to play but never have and finally fucking pulled the trigger and it's so stupid and fun and i fucking love it it's called earth defense force oh what? okay yeah yeah have you heard of this joe <laughs> joe knows about this <laughs> yeah so earth defense force is a really old japanese game series where you are a military presence that is fighting off giant bugs like hordes okay. and hordes and hordes. Maybe I have like seen giant clips of this. Yeah. Ants and giant spiders and big giant aliens and spaceships and robots and stuff. And you basically, it's just like turn your brain off, like blasting armies of bugs that just like end and they're giant. So when they come up to you, you're like, what the fuck? And they'll like pick you up in their teeth and then Wait, throw you. And do you have it in VR? No, no, it's oh, uh, it's, damn, that I been wish, sick. dude, it would have been the perfect fucking, it would yeah. be the perfect VR game because it's so fucking bonkers. <laughs> Do you remember what N64 game that reminds me of? What game? Jet Force Gemini. Oh, yeah. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Jet Force sounded familiar, but not Gemini. Jet Force Gemini. You were, you were fighting space bugs, big giant wow. space bugs. Really? Jet Force Gemini. Let thing. me look that up. Yep. Uh, but that dude, reminds me too of like the games you play at arcades with like Dude, it's such guns. an arcade. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember this game, Joe. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good That's under the ground. So funny. Uh but anyway, uh it's so stu Earth Defense I cannot recommend Earth Defense Force more. But it's a it's, series? I think it yeah, so the sixth one, the sixth Jesus. one is coming to the US next year, but it's been okay. in Japan for a year now. So they're on the sixth. And I think there's like in between ones too. I don't know why they I fucking bet. love doing that. Like Earth Defense 1. Force 5. Midnight 4.9 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a bunch of fucking versions of it. I think it's only playable on the PlayStation. That's where so it's at. Dude. I don't know if it's on Xbox or I think it's on PC. But anyway, PlayStation has the one I've been playing is Earth Defense Force 5. And apparently there's an Earth Defense Force 4.0 that's also really good. So but but for some reason even the hardcore fans recommend going from 5 to 4.0. Like 5 is a good introductory Earth hmm. Defense Force game. But it's kind of old so the graphics are like a little janky. Yeah. But I've been playing it like endlessly, dude, and it's just so stupid and funny and dumb. <laughs> the voice the voiceover translations, like basically your army team that's like running along with you are all like uh they all can't don't stop talking. All right, men, let's go. All right, oh, here they come. Oh no, they're coming. Everyone fire. And it's like endless that. dialogue while you're like killing bugs, and then you're hearing like the command force talking to you and like the monsters are coming at us from alien spaceships and we have to destroy them as they land and so you're hearing like all this shit but then you're hearing things like um i don't want to die today or like <laughs> oh looks like we're gonna die and it like really weird and then at one shit, point did they, i turn off the oven oh. yeah exactly and then at one point they send down these like giant fucking like they're like humanoid frog alien oh, monsters yeah. with a big frog face and you can like blast their heads off and their arms <laughs> off but they're like fucking huge and when they first show up the team is like they look just like us oh my god they look just like us why do they look just like us and i'm like what, what? i'm like have i not seen them yet i'm seeing these giant frog things <laughs> and they're like i'm like where are the ones that look like us and it, they they think it's just like a bonkers, bonkers. translation and at, at one point one of them even goes i can't kill them they look just like us and then <laughs> someone, the someone's like we have to kill them for the for the fate of the planet and it's like all this like weird <laughs> japanese bad translation shit <sighs> So fun and dumb. I highly recommend it. Earth Defense Force. Force. EDF. EDF, baby. You know what I just remembered as we wrap up? Okay. Uh, I'm getting another tattoo tomorrow. Whoa! What the heck? And next time you see me, I'm going to be all tatted up.
Damn, brother, you can be like a sailing boy. I'm going to be that boy. What are you getting? An anus? I'm getting the the funeral from <gasps> Arcade Finer. Yeah, Fi you're doing it. The, you're doing it. Uh, the album cover, the little hand with the feather quill. Cool. Damn, well, I get to see you on Thursday. Yes, sir. Actually, did you hear about Mike with his kidney stones? Oh, no. What? <laughs> we'll talk about that after the show. What the fuck? I haven't gotten anything from him. We'll talk okay. about it after the show. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen. Thank you for watching. Joe, anything you want to say? No, guys. Thank you for listening to our bullcrap. This was a fun one. Hopefully, you enjoyed our ramblings, and uh, we'll see you next week. Happy Yay! holidays, everyone. Earth Woo! Defense Force. Earth Defense Force. Earth Nicholas Defense Cage. Nicholas Cage. <laughs>